and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heitland, and every week I'm joined by two of my dearest friends, Michelle Bensinger and Heather Kim. This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together, our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter, and you are most welcome on the journey with us. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And we hope you enjoyed our trilogy on God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We've had a lot of great feedback. So if you haven't checked that out, we want to just encourage you to check that out and just to see how it blesses you. And today we are going to talk about the power of wonder. And I'm here with my two favorite wonder women. <laughs> As always. Yes. Michelle and I've been waiting for somebody to call me that. And Heather. Heather, you're my you're my wonder woman, both of you this morning. How are you doing, dear? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's, you know, the dark season of this time of the year. And mm. so the other morning I got up super early and it was dark outside and my two dogs were snuggled with me on the couch and I took put the fire on and I had a coffee and I was like I am living the dream right now. <laughs> like it was just perfect. Everybody else is sleeping. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, I just love it. Yeah, love I don't know if I would say love this time of year, but uh, yeah. Oh, boo, Southern girl. Michelle had her toque on this morning, or you know, winter hat for <laughs> she, those of you who don't understand she did, Canadian. It was so cute. Yeah, seriously, it was cold. It's very cold here. Yes, we are talking about the weather. It is very cold. What here. Michelle means is it's not boiling. No, That's it all. is not boiling. I don't know about cold. Hey, it's about to get below freezing. So it's cold. But also we went through daylight savings. And so it gets dark here because we're on central time, like at 4.30 or 5. So I feel like it's midnight by 7.30. I'm like, okay, I feel very traumatized by daylight savings time. And I, can we stop it right now? I thought we were going to get rid of it. Doesn't everybody have that debate? Yeah, like every year. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And um, But I'm good. We just got done with a three-day weekend. Um, and for all of you, I don't want to like pour salt in anyone's wounds, but... For all of you, you can thank me for the LSU win over Alabama because I told <laughs> sister before she went that I was, she better lay hands on LSU Stadium. I don't know if she did or not. She spoke I didn't to the lay students. hands on the stadium, but I did tell all the students at LSU that somebody texted me and said that I was only sent to campus to bless the campus before the Alabama game. <laughs> That's what That's I told her. I'm like, like, girl, sent me for, there. <laughs> I said, for such a time as this, you are going on the Thursday or Friday before the big game. So your job is to pray. And so, but I love it know. when you use scripture and football together. That's just, it, it really is. <laughs> that's that's something. Good. Yeah. I'm pretty you know, sure for that's what it's all meant the for. Alabama people, you've already won like 17 national championships. It's okay. Share the wealth. So, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it was really good. So I'm excited about that. And yeah. Um, yeah, you know, going into the holidays, it's all good. And I'm excited to see your two beautiful faces. So. Oh, mm. that's beautiful. Well, you know, speaking of wonder, I think there is something about that as we kind of head into some of the holidays, right, of Thanksgiving and Christmas and Advent and and just a lot of beautiful things. And um, I, so I, I was in the Philippines last week and um, it was a joke. I was, because I've, our 
we have an international religious community, so we have a lot of um, members from our community who are Filipino. And so the joke in the Philippines is that once it becomes the Burr months, like September, October, November, they start playing Christmas music and have the Christmas decorations up. And I, I thought they were joking, but they're not joking. So, <laughs> so I landed like October 27th and the airport in Manila is like full on Christmas, like everywhere you went, like Christmas has exploded in the Philippines. So in the best part, I think I was sitting waiting for mass to start and the sisters were busy and it was just like, it was like probably 80 degrees and it was the, this kind of cool 80 degrees blowing through the house. It was dead silent, me just sitting in the living room waiting for this mass to begin. And um, there's Christmas music playing in the background. I'm like, does it, I don't know if it gets any better than this. You know, in November, like full on Christmas music. So speaking of wonder, and I think it does. And so we're going to talk about wonder and the power of wonder and how wonder brings out our hearts in a sense of mystery and beauty. And we're going to use a quote from Cardinal Sarah, which I'm probably saying, I've heard people say it, Sarah or Sarah, my bad, sorry if I get that wrong. So this is from his newest book, and he says this about wonder. He says, wonder is the characteristic feature of children. An old man is no longer astonished by anything, no longer enchanted by anything. The inability to wonder is the sign of a civilization that is dying. Wisdom begins with wonder. And there's so much packed into that statement because wonder uh, just really encapsulates a lot of different realities in our life. And I think it is true when parts of us, parts of our hearts become um, numb or they fall asleep. That's one thing that goes is our inability to wonder. And we become a, get, a bit jaded and a bit sarcastic and probably just kind of a bit, you know, just defensive about certain things versus when we look at children, many times their hearts are just so open that they wonder at the most beautiful and the most smallest things. So I was just wondering, uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> that was, see what I did there. yeah, of course. Um, Heather for you. And you, when we talk about wonder and just the, the heart of wonder, what does that evoke for you in your heart as we kind of delve into this topic? You know, it reminded me of this time I was thinking about my youngest daughter, Eva, uh, we were walking through a store one day together. She was four years old and we were holding hands and I was at the little like local market, you know, and I was so focused on what I had to do that day. And I was thinking about some problems I had and I was, you know, got my list and I'm trying to get through the market completely oblivious to the fact of the, at what Eva was doing. And it wasn't until I just sort of like tuned in for a second. I was like, what? And I kind of looked down and she's skipping beside me, holding my hand going, I love mommy. I love mommy. I love her. And she's just going on making up this whole song, joyfully dancing and singing her love for me. And I was completely oblivious to the whole entire thing. And I looked down and I thought, oh my goodness, like, where am I? You know, I was lost in this other world of seriousness and busyness and things I had to do and problems and whatever that I was missing this little delight that was right beside me holding my hand. And I've thought about that memory often, um, that it, it is a regular occurrence for me, and I think for most of us, that we are unaware of these beautiful little moments all around us. And it's not just moments of interaction with people, but beautiful little things. And and my children have taught me a lot about that. Like where my son, when he was little, he would come up and give me a rock because it was in the shape of a heart. That's mm, mm. what he's always done. He actually still does that sometimes. And 
to notice a rock that is in the shape of a heart, you have to notice. You have to be looking. Yeah. You have to be looking around and you have to be aware. And I think for many of us, our awareness to the little things, to the details, to beauty, to wonder, like it's getting lost in the shuffle of our busy life, of things that seemingly are more important. And for many of us, we've gotten too serious, I think. You know, we take, and, and I would say, I remember driving in the car with my mom, I was like 20 or something and I'd come back home. She's like, why are you so serious? And I was like, there's a lot to be serious about. You know, there's like so <laughs> many things to, to be serious about. Um, and I think for me, that's a major downfall, you know, in my own personal life is that I take things probably way too seriously. And in that I focus on, you know, all, all the difficulty and I lose the wonder. I lose mm. the ability to see beyond these serious mm -hmm. things and I lose the wonder of everything that's around me. So Michelle, what are, what are you thinking? Yeah. I, I mean, wonder is one of those topics that I've been diving into for the last couple of months. And, um, because I, for me, I learned by teaching. So when I teaching wonder, like to the people that are around us here, I realized for me, when I am just existing, are maintaining my life and I'm not and I have said this before on the podcast when I'm not feeling my life it's because I'm not paying attention to my heart but I'm not mm -hmm. paying attention to the fingerprints of the Lord around me and the little things mm -hmm. and the big things and just really paying attention to my heart and the movements of my heart and I always say like um, there's something about waking up to wonder like waking, it wakes up your soul and it wakes up your heart and it shows the places of your heart that have become numb or stagnant because you're paying attention to, um, you know, the Lord's beauty and his truth and his goodness in little ways, you know. So mm -hmm. in the morning, like I even have started to make that like almost like a spiritual discipline, like to wake mm -hmm. up and wonder, you mm -hmm. know, and realizing that it's a spiritual discipline not to like chain me in or be legalistic about it's a spiritual discipline to set the table for the Lord to show me like look what mm. I've made for you today like look mm. what I've provided That's for you beautiful. today and so when I do that it's like my whole disposition of my heart my soul changes and it's almost it's almost like rediscovering parts of my heart like the landscape of my heart that I forgot that were there, you know, because I see who God is. And I mean, I walk almost every morning, so it's usually the water for me, you know, or the little birds or, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the geese were like totally singing, you know, and I love that because I was like, oh, you know, and it would just remind me like of that Hillsong song. I may have said this before, like of all creation will praise you so a lot, you know, but I mm -hmm. think about those things. So it, you know, um, it sets my heart on things above and I can just feel again. I don't know if that makes sense, but I can feel the way the Lord is moving and I pay attention to his presence in like the little moments, you know, um, mm -hmm. and sometimes the big moments, you know, it just all depends. So what about mm -hmm. you, sister? That's very true. I, th I think that I, when I think of wonder, I also think of... Um, this really great book I read when this counselor was talking about, you know, how do you engage your story? And he said, you have to engage your story with curiosity and kindness. Mm. And when you engage your story with curiosity and kindness, it leads to a whole realm of knowing that's beyond just mere introspection or kind of, um, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of a piercing kind of, I have to know this. It leads to a different kind of knowing. And I was just thinking of wonder like that. And I just, um, 
I love being outside. I grew up outside, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. And so I grew up outside. I love being outside. I, I would live outside if I could. Uh, and so I love that. And I just, especially, I love going for walks every day and things like that. And there's just moments where just even like feeling the wind on my face and just mm-hmm. smelling the air and just stopping for a second. And it might sound silly to our listeners, but I do this all the time. I'm like, I don't want to forget this. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I love what this smells like. When I was with you, Heather, like in, in Canada a couple of weeks ago, I did that so many times because like, your, mm-hmm. your trees were so beautiful and just the air was fresh. I'm like, this is so beautiful, you know? And there's just like little things like that that just remind us of kind of like our our place in in the world. And it is easy to, it is easy to wake up in the morning and have a list of things that you think you have to get done or a list of complaints already. And those are sure joy killers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But to start off like really the the morning with, you know, God's love, like the Ignatian principle of like place yourself in the presence of God and what he's doing and all the beautiful things he's doing. And I, I do have to say, I, I'm very often just captivated by people and just the wonder of a person. Like none of us are these simple people. We're all very richly, beautifully complex and all these kind of mysteries within us. And many times the sisters I live with are my friends and I've just marveled at them and been in awe. And I'm like, what a, what a wondrous person, like what a, what an interesting person, like what an interesting like cosmos of what goes on in their hearts and, and why they are the way they are and just all the things hidden and all the things reveal. Like, I just think, you know, we're just such wondrous mysteries. And when we can engage life like that, you know, because we look at what the Lord pours upon us, it's just a totally different way of living, which like you said, Michelle requires a discipline. Um, versus just the kind of routine we can get in of just like, you know, being either really serious or just, uh, you know, kind of the list of complaints or putting people in boxes or God in boxes or ourself in boxes and saying, well, this is all there is. And the truth is, this is never all there is because there's always hope. There's always something more, you know? Hmm. Yeah. It just reminded me of the scripture in Psalm 139 where it says, you're wonderfully made. You're full of wonder, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's the thing where I keep going back to children. Like they, Mm -hmm. we've lost something, you know, children have this ability to notice the tiniest little things. Like my youngest daughter, Eva is 12. She still gasps with, with this, like, look at the sunset. Look at this, look at this. And she'll call me outside. She'll be like, mom, come and see this. And I'm like, interiorly, I'm like rolling my eyes like, I have to finish this thing I'm doing, you know, or whatever yeah. it might be. And then I go outside and I'm like, oh, okay. And it sets my attention on the things that are really important. You know, mm-hmm. the gift of wonder allows us to remember that God is big, that God is God. He is who he mm-hmm. says he is. You know, when we notice his fingerprints everywhere, it takes us beyond the natural to something that is supernatural. And this is what mm-hmm. we we're made for. Like wonder speaks of like what we we're made for, what we're called mm-hmm. to, that heaven is our home, that all of these little things work together um, because God has has ordained it this way. He's made it this way. It's his design and, his, and it's everywhere. And I love this quote from G.K. Chesterton where he says, we are perishing for lack of wonder not for lack of wonders. So he's mm. saying like there's tons of That's things true. that that could mm-hmm. fill us so with true. wonder. There's tons of things that are wonderful all, all around us, but we're perishing because we don't notice them. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't notice. Yeah, and I think for me, like um, like I was sharing with the ladies before we started recording, like October was such a full month for me. And, and there was a lot of good in that month, like a lot of beauty and a lot of good, but I could tell like there were some things that I just did not steward well, you know, and 
like I just overcommitted and just to not steward well. And, but I'm an end result, like Heather saying, like, you know, we're all going home. Like, I want to get home. Like, what's the quickest way? Like, what's the most efficient? Like, how can we do this? Which really is kind of contrary to my personality, but that's how I get. And when I get that way, it just kind of shuts down part of my heart. Like, let's just, like, I mean, I've said it on the podcast before, like, when I get in that taskmaster, like the check it off, check it off, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like the love letter life where like our life is a love letter and a story when I get that way. But I realized I was praying about it this weekend and the Lord's like, you know, it's the journey, Michelle. It's not the end destination. Mm-hmm. You know, we are pilgrims on a journey and look at the view of the journey. Like you're just looking, you know, like how can we get there the quickest way instead of like, oh my gosh, look at this road. Look at the flowers on this tree. Look what I've created mm-hmm. for you, you know? And that's what he wants. He wants us to be pilgrims with him on the journey and see his creation. And I was just thinking about it yesterday when I went for a walk. We were went for a hike and um, literally like the swamps, like it was like, <laughs> they had a sign for like alligators and snakes and my youngest daughter Lily's like this is not fun and so and she kept on saying don't get off the trail don't get off the trail like she's totally afraid that we're we gonna get, eat, get eaten, eaten by alligators moment. yeah and but I was just laughing about it but I was just looking at all the different creation and and I was like God you know like you spoke creation into existence and then I was thinking what can creation speak back to us about him oh, you know like what can it speak to us and so like it's trying to tell us something about who he is and we just finished that series on the attributes of like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think like nature is one of the best ways, like we've said before, to experience God's wonder. But it's also finding, paying attention to find mystery like in the mundane moments to see where his mm-hmm. fingerprints are in those moments too. You know, I think some of the most deeply spiritual encounter moments have not happened in a church. They've happened mm-hmm. when I've been rocking a sick baby to sleep, or like Heather says, when you're alone by yourself in such a rare moment with a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. with a fire going. Mm-hmm. It's those moments too that are wonder. You know, mm-hmm. those those are moments where I can experience him fully also and where he can still take your breath away in those little moments also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I when Sister Megan, we were near the Philippines last week. Sister Megan and I went for a little walk and there's beautiful tropical flowers that you don't usually see. And I, I don't know if I took a picture of it. I, I should have if I didn't, but like there was this funny little flower that it was just this odd little yellow flower, these little white like wings sticking out. Just like the funniest, weirdest little flower you've ever seen. And we would start laughing we're like, of course God will make a flower like that. Like, here you go. <laughs> like, here's the weird flower that probably has no other purpose than just to be like strange and weird, but absolutely lovely. And so just thinking about like you're saying about the little things and I remember for myself you know many years ago and I you know we talk about the power of um, the sense of smell as being one of the most evocative of memories when you when you retain a sense of when you smell something and and I remember many years ago in college where you know by then I was a full-blown addict and I was far away from the Lord but just hungry for love like just hungry for encountering you know something true and I I, I didn't know much and I still don't, but like one of the things I did know was that whenever I would walk into certain Catholic churches and the smell of the beeswax candles and just like the smell of like the wooden pews. And I remember just sitting in the church in quiet and the stained glass windows. And just even to this day, whenever I smell that in certain churches, it just, it, it brings me home and it fills me with such a sense of wonder. And we went to this shrine in Manila um, the, for St. Therese Little Flower. And it's this enormous shrine of all these stained glass windows to her and just this huge, huge church. And I was just thinking to myself, like, how many prayers have gone up here over the years? Like how many people have come and sat mm. in these pews and just really any church, but like 
come, I mean, for hundreds of years, you know, for, for many churches, like in Europe or places across the world, like people have come and they prayed and they have offered and they have, it, the churches have seen generations of people. And you just think of like their stories and their lives and just all that God is doing. And somebody was just, you know, put on Twitter like a couple days ago that, you know, the church is going to outlast any mistakes we make because <laughs> she's Christ's bride and she's here and God is eternal. And he, he's the one who continually draws us forth and he never ceases to amaze us if we allow him to. Um, and it really does, I think, depend on the disposition of our hearts. Like if am I open to be amazed and wondered because it does require a bit of vulnerability, right? It requires Mm -hmm. me to step out of like, I know everything and here's what needs to happen and it has to happen my way. It does require a humility and a a child likeness to be amazed and to be in wonder, even if for a second, you know, so I'm like, I'm at, you know, I'm asking myself even now, I'm like, am I open daily to allowing the Lord to amaze me in big and small ways and just to have a heart open to like, who knows what's going to happen today. Today's an adventure that's never been had before and it will never happen again. So who knows what will happen today, you know? Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it it um, evokes a docility, you know, mm. to, to the movements of God, to his, the moments that he's speaking, he speaks in the quiet, you know, he speaks in the little. And if we're not open to the little, like we, we will miss him. And mm-hmm. I know there's probably some people listening right now that are like, listen, I got a lot to do. Like you got, this is, this seems frivolous or what are you guys even talking about? Like that, you know, there is a lot of things to do and we want to justify Amen, how, yeah. yeah, we got a task list. And that's true. We do. We got a lot of stuff to do. But I think what we're trying to say and what I'm trying to say is if we can do the things that we're called to do, but we still stay open and little and Mm -hmm. have a sense of wonder, it changes everything. It changes our awareness. It changes what we're able to give. It changes our level of joy. Changes our whole attitude and disposition. We have to have a kingdom mindset. We have to be aware of God and heaven, and all, or, or else, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, I think that's what get lo- gets lost a lot for us in the day to day, and in the seriousness of life, and in the adulting. You know, uh-huh. we forget that heaven is our home, that we are made for everything that is good and true and beautiful, and so mm-hmm. we need to make space. It's like the spiritual discipline of pause. You know, just pausing mm-hmm. to notice what God is doing and where He is in the little things and in the big things, and allowing our heart to be moved by that. Mm-hmm. You know, our relationship with God isn't meant to be, you know, too serious and dour and just made up of rituals and obligations. Like, it's a love affair. And so, in any relationship that's a love affair, you need to be enamored. You need to be whisked away. You need mm. to be, you know, romanced. And, and dance, to me, yeah. that's part of wonder, you know, mm-hmm. is allowing God to romance us mm-hmm. with the little things, with the th- they're gifts, you know, they are gifts. Like it isn't beyond God to, to make all of these little moments just for you. Mm. You know, so thinking about that, just like, all right, practically, like, how would you reclaim wonder? You know, and we haven't really done this on the podcast before, but we're going to give you kind of like a homework assignment, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we are the most, um, like, with social media, with our phones, with everything, we're the most like connected generation ever, but disconnected, really, you know, like that personal connection. And we're just busy, you know, and that does something to our hearts because we're, you know, like people can get to us left and right. And I think wonder has to be coupled with silence, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit, because you have to be able to pay attention and you have to be able to hear, you Mm -hmm. know, so and I love it. One of my favorite 
uh, poets is Wendell Berry. And he has this quote. He says, we have to practice resurrection in our everyday lives, Mm -hmm. like the resurrection God, you know, which I love that line of that poem. But anyway, um, so what does that look like? So it's just something like really simple and practical. Put your phone down. Keep it in your house. I know it's cold, like whatever. Get a warm jacket on. In Florida, hopefully it won't be that cold. But anyway, Mm -hmm. and go for a 10-minute walk. And just mm-hmm. see what the Holy Spirit says to you. See mm-hmm. how he's trying to romance you, as Heather said, and enamor you. And just listen. You know, you can go for more than 10 minutes if your schedule or your life, you know, but just see. Like, you know, he wants to speak to you. He just wants to be, um, you know, ca- he wants to captivate us. He wants to engage us. So allow mm-hmm. him that time and space to engage us and romance us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being outside is a big one for me as well. And I think, you know, we've all mentioned that. And that is a place where you have to be willing to look up. You yeah. To, when I take the dogs for a walk, it's great that I have dogs because they're an incentive to get outside, you know. So when I take the dogs for a walk, instead of just looking down at the ground or looking at my phone, you know, I'm looking up, I'm looking around, I'm noticing the trees, I'm noticing the sounds, I'm like aware of all of these other things. And so even sitting outside on the back deck, I do that a lot. You know, just look at the leaves, just notice things. I think being in creation is essential to cultivating mm-hmm. wonder. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think it's also, you know, I I try to do that with my morning offering in the morning when I wake up of, um, of like, Lord, open my heart today and just help me to be open to whatever you have for me today. And it's during the little moments in the day also where I feel myself getting anxious or I feel myself like, I have to do this, like stop interrupting me or whatever that is. And I've, you know, honestly, I've never... <laughs> I've never regretted slowing down and asking the Lord to speak to me and just surrendering. I've always regretted like hurrying through and like pushing things through. Like I just always regret that. And so I think it's also in the little moments of saying, okay, like just to let go and just say, okay, Lord, just come speak to me here. Or, you know, what, what do you want in this moment? You know, and just calm my heart and speak to me of what, of what you want. So it's like the continual going, like we've talked about before, of like going back to the Lord and just asking for that surrender and asking for a heart I mean, maybe that's one of the best things we could do for Christmas is ask for a heart of wonder from the child mm. himself, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even think about the yeah. Christmas song, Star of Wonder, you yes. know, like Star yeah. of Night, you know, like that it is. Like Christmas invokes that wonder in us, mm-hmm. you know, it is because it's a baby in a manger, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it is. It's something beautiful about the incarnation. It's the beautiful mystery mm-hmm. that he's inviting us into. Mm-hmm. And so, that, that wonder, so that's meditation, right? Like yeah, meditation, yeah. even study, study of theology, like when, but when you let it move beyond your head yes. to your heart and go, wow, like God, you know, if you're studying stuff about the Trinity, instead of it just being head or intellectual, or how can I use this, you know, to convince someone that the Trinity is real, it's like, let it impact your heart. You know, all of these things, it doesn't have to just be outside. It's whatever evokes wonder in you and to be open to the gift of it because it's everywhere, actually. It's yes. it's in almost everything that, mm-hmm. that you can access that if you cultivate the eyes to see it, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's what I often pray for is like, Lord, give me the eyes to see where mm-hmm. you are in all of these little things. Like, help me to see you because he is everywhere in our day. He is in every tiny detail. He is reaching out to us, speaking to us, um, wanting to bless us with his presence. Uh, Mm -hmm. We just need the eyes to see it. We need the eyes to see it, and we need to slow our rhythm down to hear it. That's right. You know, and a really wise spiritual person in my life, priest, said to me a couple of days ago, he said, hurry is the biggest killer 
you know, to the spiritual life, Michelle, mm-hmm. and to life in general. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then, <laughs> hurry up. No. Oh, yeah, okay, thanks for thanks for playing. I'm like, and I want to be like, you have no kids, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I have six. Okay, uh-huh, thank you. You go home to buy. Yeah, but anyway, and then I started picking up Thomas Merton's uh, Seeds of Contemplation, and I had read mm. it like 15 years ago. And he says, hurry kills saints and artists. Like that was oh, one of the first so line. And I was just like, shoot. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like this common theme coming over and over again. And I like to call them like Holy Spirit echoes where you start hearing them in all these yes. different places because he's trying to get your attention. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And just like when you're open yourself to wonder, like the question I'm asking, all right, what is the rhythm my heart needs to be at, at to be aligned to your heart? You know, yeah, teach me that, Lord. Like, so you can align our hearts, so you can open my eyes, so you can open my ears to hear your voice, to see your face, and to become who we are called to be. And I think we can also ask ourselves, like, what used to ignite this wonder when we were young? Amen. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what what have mm-hmm. we lost? Like, what what was that when we were mm-hmm. younger? I know mm-hmm. art for me is a big thing and being outside. Sister, for you, is being outside. When I was with mm-hmm. your mom, sister, she told me all about how you were outside, like, almost 24 hours a day. Like, when you weren't sleeping, you were outside. And I was like, yeah. this makes so much sense, you know, yeah. why that still gets mm-hmm. you as an adult, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, often the deepest part of our story is told in childhood, right? And that mm-hmm. part doesn't die because that's the mm-hmm. it's like the the deep part of who we are. So, so yeah, dear listeners, how is the Lord um, speaking to you about wonder this week? And just as you've listened, what is He evoking in you? And just kind of what is the pace? What is the thing for you? Where is He speaking to you? And where is He opening your heart to receive Him more deeply in the area of wonder and awe and beauty? So. So, dear sisters, my Wonder Women, um, for our episode this week, we have a one thing or a couple one things, as we always do. Uh, Michelle, would you like to share with our listeners your one thing for the week, dear? Sure. My one thing for the week is actually, um, sister did the event last year and I'm doing it this year is given forum. And Mm -hmm. it is an amazing event for young adult women. I'm not sure the age. I think it's 22 to... um, I can't remember. Either. But you come... Yeah, you come and uh, it's it's in Washington D.C. this summer, but you mm-hmm. uh, submit an application, and mm-hmm. it is for like whatever like th- thing that God is stirring in your heart, mm-hmm. you know, to bring to the church. Like if you have something that's really burning in your heart or a mission that you want to do, they help you do that. They help you launch mm-hmm. you into your mission to um, fulfill a need in the church, you know, and that is something like near and dear to my heart is launching, you know, women into their dreams. So if you are a young adult woman, I just ask that you check that out. It's going to be really mm-hmm. cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is cool. I would highly recommend that. It's, are you going to put the link on the website or on the I will put the link on the website. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Heather Kim. Yeah. My one thing this week is all of our uh, patrons on Patreon mm, and yay, our financial supporters. We're so grateful. I know many of you are like, can they stop with the announcement about Patreon on the on, on the podcast? And feel free, friends, to just hit fast forward uh, when our little appeal comes up. But I just want to say, because of the generosity of people who are donating once a month to the podcast, um, we've been able to hire someone who can help us get all of the things done. I mean, it seems like it should be simple where we just hit record and then put it out there, but it's not that it's simple, not. friends. Nope. It is many, many, many hours of work to get this podcast out every week. And so 
because of your generosity, we've been able to hire someone and she's been such a great asset to the team. And we're so grateful um, for all of your support. So I just want to give a big shout out to everyone who has supported us on Patreon and um, you're allowing us to do great things here. And we're really, really grateful for that. So Mm. that's my one thing, sister. Amen. Well, my one thing is my, one of my favorite breakfast on a cool morning. And so it is this, so this is all it contains and you can cook it however you want to cook it. But I put it in a bowl. I have um, like a half an apple like I love a fresh good apple with whole walnuts and some cinnamon and I put a tablespoon of coconut oil in it and then Mm. I cook I just lightly cook it I don't like overcooked oatmeal but like I lightly cook just the whole like the whole grain oats like the old-fashioned not the two-minute ones the old-fashioned ones and then pour it over mix it all up and pour a little bit of half and half in it and let me just tell you ladies you talk about the apple the walnuts the fat in the coconut oil which is so good and the oatmeal and the it's to die for so I love it so you're so funny <laughs> I can't say anything because I'm eating it every day, except like I mean, every other day it's like gluten free, but yeah, I'm eating it. Oh, it's so, so good. So, yeah, how about it? That evokes wonder in me. Can I just say that? So. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, that's a good breakfast. There that's go. a good breakfast. It's a good one. All right, dear friends. Well, we hope God surprises you with wonder this week. And until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy. So thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization and donations are tax deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.